Welcome to Thought Jar, a podcast run by high school students, where guests share their unique perspectives on arts, education, society, and more. I'm your host, Jasmine, and I'm Sally, hosting with Jasmine as well. Right. So today we are going to talk about the topic of education. More specifically, we're going to talk about college applications. Yes.、Um, And we have very fortunately invited two guests here today, both of whom have been through successfully survived the college application process, and both of whom have gotten into a school they like. So our first guest, Samuel, applied in 2021, and he has recently been accepted into the College of William and Mary.、Um, and during his application process, he had the help of an American counseling agency called. Aiming higher consultants, and as well as the help of a Chinese agency called Tiandao Jiaoyu,、um, the names of both of which you may find in the description below. And our second guest, Agnes, applied in 2013.、Um, she has graduated since from Grove City College, and in her application process, she also received help from Aiming Higher Consultants. Right. So, for applying to American colleges, usually your application consists of things like transcript and transcript legend, which includes your grades and description of the courses you took for high school. You will also have a school profile, extracurricular activity list, and recommendation letters from your teachers. You will also have to be writing your personal essays, which these schools will require and give you prompts for. Thank you, Sally. So, other than these basic elements, another thing you will have to know if you want to apply to American colleges is that there are two basic timelines for applying. If you want early decision or early action, you will have to apply in the November of your senior year. And those who opt for regular action or regular decision usually apply in the January or February of the senior year. And no matter which course you are taking. It is advisable to begin preparing in the summer before the senior year. Right, and just to note, we are talking mainly about applying to America, and the application app that most people use is, is the Common APB. All right, then let's start with some background.、Um, which schools did both of you apply to? I applied to the College of William and Mary, and I applied to the University of、um, Wisconsin Madison and University of. Uh, Illinois Urbana-Champaign, and I applied to six of the University of California's.、Oh, wow, amazing! And、uh, yeah, I would just、uh, say say these schools for now. Okay. I also applied to quite the range of schools. I think maybe in my experience is very different from my brothers and sisters. I think because I'm the oldest, I definitely applied to the most. My brothers and sisters all my brother and sister all applied to fewer. My sister only to one. Oh, okay. oh yeah, to two.、Um, but I applied to my safety schools were only two.、Um, one was Grove City College, which I ended up going to, and Houghton College、mm-hmm. in upstate New York. And then my sort of medium range schools included Wheaton and、um, Duke and Vanderbilt. Those are also reach some reach schools.、Mm-hmm. And then I also applied just for the fun of it. I also applied to Princeton、yeah. um, because they had a Uh, really impressive-looking、um, great, great books program where they would read world classics and combine humanities with any other major. And I didn't know that that was also a thing at Grove City. I just saw it on the website of Princeton and was so impressed by that that I thought I'd try. 
Interesting. Thank you. Yeah, I I've heard that、um, students are advised when they apply to colleges to apply to first safety schools, schools that you are like ninety percent sure to get in, and then maybe medium range schools like Agnes you just said, and rich schools like Princeton, which、yeah. <laughs> just for the fun of it. Wow. <laughs> So yeah, and my follow-up question to that is, what standardized test or tests did you take? Well, I took the TOEFL um、uh, last year around this time, and I was going to take the SAT, um, <laughs> but um, that did not、um, end up well for me as、uh, my registration was canceled、um, quite a few times, and I also have、uh, my AP scores um, for um, three subjects and. So basically, it's just、um, three AP scores and the TOEFL, and that's it. Yeah, I also well, I lived in the period, the era where there was no yeah pre-COVID. COVID did not exist, <laughs> so I took the SAT. I took、um, some AP tests as well, but the, and all of them in Hong Kong, and then I also took the TOEFL. Angel, great. All right, so let's jump right into looking at colleges and finding the right fit.、Um, I'm interested in knowing how you guys got to know the schools beyond just website information. Of course, that is also very important. Okay, so first of all, I definitely、um, look at the websites first, and、um, there are several、um, several rankings that I look look at just to give me the general idea. So beyond that, I also looked. Um, I find Quora pretty helpful.、Um, I would just type in the college that I want to that I'm looking at, and it would give me information about、um, just people's reviews on these colleges,、um, how their how their courses、um, how their courses are, and、um, the vibes that these colleges give, and any recommendations or reviews that、um, these previous、uh, students or faculties have. And I also find YouTube pretty helpful.、Mm. Um, I find the videos that you know、uh, college students make and the college themselves make pretty informative, and it just allows me to、um, grasp the、um, basic vibe that the school has, and just give me a give me a general impression of the the school, and、uh, that is、um, where I would start, I guess. Yeah, that's very helpful. The website kind of starts looking the same once you <laughs> look at too many. The videos、Agreed. give you a stronger impression. Agreed. Yeah, maybe they all hire college websites. All hire the same designer. <laughs> <laughs> Even their photos start to look alike. Yes.、Um, I remember being on college campus my senior year, and it was spring and the flowers were in bloom, and we were told that all that week there would be professional photographer coming <laughs> to take photos of us. <laughs> And we,、uh, my my beloved students,、uh, classmates, and professor, we were told to pose in a beautiful, gorgeous room that we never had classes in. <laughs> it's a beautiful, gorgeous room that we can hang out in. Yeah, it's、nice. just not a place where we actually have classes. But I, I agree with what Samuel said. My mom, when we were doing research, we kind of split up the the workload. My mom looked at、um, the colleges. From a rankings perspective, now her ranking system is very different from other Chinese students. Maybe Chinese students look for overall ranking, and they look for the top one hundred. There's a there's an artificial line here, and anything that's below the one hundred, they don't really think is worth considering. But my mom, she had a more down to earth sense of what college was about, and she looked at the affordability rankings,、um, bang over buck. 
um, worth for money, value for money, these rankings. Now, these rankings often, they look at the tuition, and then they look at um, student debt, the average student debt, and they also look at student job placement afterwards. Grove City, for example, was one of those colleges where they have 96% of graduates within six months of graduation. I, I looked at this the other day. So within six months, 96% of the graduates were either working in a job or in graduate school, so not unemployed. So these things my mom was a big fan of, mm-hmm. and things like most hardworking college. Um, but for me, I, I was looking for a personal connection. I um, given the fact that we can't travel there, I know a lot of college students visit camp, uh, or high school students visit college campuses. I would be in college, and every spring, seeing like every there would be a season where high school students would bring their families and they'd be on campus just to get the vibe. Now, obviously, we can't do that very easily nowadays. But I I remember what impressed me. What bing like the moment went off where I was actually excited to go to Grove City was when I watched. Um, a YouTube video <laughs> of the unofficial men's glee club at U- uh, at Grove City. It's it was a student performance, not officially college sponsored, and it was just this group of guys singing medley, uh, Disney song medley, oh, and nice. a cappella. They 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 sang from The Lion King, they sang from Aladdin, they sang from The Little Mermaid, and I just remember thinking, wow, these guys. They look like they're having a lot of fun. And I was pretty sure they're not music majors. They, they look like they were just singing for the fun of it. I thought, I'd like to be on a college campus where there's arts and, and people love art for its own sake. So that was sort of totally um, subjective connection with the college. Yeah. I feel like there is a technical aspect, yeah. um, and but there is also a personal aspect. Yeah. So for me, my dad was um, focusing more, <laughs> uh, fixating more on the technical aspects. He would look at majors and uh, also uh, different uh, rankings on different aspects of uh, college life. Whereas um, me, similar to Agnes um, here, I just seek to find personal connection with the college that um, that I'm looking at. Yeah, I never thought colleges can be, you know, when you look at them, they can be divided into a technical aspect and a personal aspect. That's a, that's a very interesting thought. So the next question I had is, what factors were most important to you when considering which colleges to apply to? Um, I guess you guys already partly answered this one, but if you have anything to add to that, that would be great. Yes. Um, so before I looked at college, I listed out uh, some of the things that that I wanted to be part of my college life, mm-hmm. and on the top of that list is um, quality, uh, high quality of education. Mm-hmm. So it, it basically translates to um, small class sizes, readily available access to professors, mm-hmm. and just you know personal connections with um, whoever is teaching the class, and you know a, a very cohesive class atmosphere. And that is what I really wanted because. Um, for me, I think college is just the most important thing um, for me in college is just the quality of education that I'm going to get. And mm-hmm. I am prioritizing that um, above, above everything else. I, I also wanted, I think it was Harry Potter that did it, mm-hmm. where I, I wanted a certain kind of education, the kind where people wore hoods. And you would read these musty old books in Latin, and 
I just wanted a castle experience of some kind. <laughs> and I think translated into practical life now looking back, I remember the first semester I was at Coast City crying because I thought I had landed at an unfortunately modern institution where college students watch movies on Friday nights instead of <laughs> loving old books. But later I found out that there were indeed such a circle of friends. I just had to look farther than two months in. And when I found them, they're the minority for sure. They're no longer the majority at any American college. But I found that there were such small groups of people who loved old songs and old books and had deep thoughts and loved to watch stars and, and loved to hike in woods and recite poetry together and drink tea. I just thought, wow. The, and the things that led me there, I think I, I had this thing that I wanted but I didn't know how to find. And things that led me there objectively looked like um, the fact that Grove City is not in the city, its its campus is placed in a small town, rural, um, very quiet, peaceful little town. Um, that affects the atmosphere. I think I, I, I don't think any college in the middle of New York City could have that kind of um, an isolated castle vibe. And Grove City itself, it also has, if you look at the majors, it has a classics major, minor and, and major. It has um, a history department. If you look at what the professors are interested in in the history department, they are more conservative. They look at, there's a, there's a stellar Greek and Roman professor. So they themselves are steeped in um, classics. And if you look at the art department, they're also, they veer towards the, the classic. So I think from the professors and the campus situation itself, um, and also the campus architecture, Mm-hmm. They, they are very proud of the fact that their architecture dates from the 1800s. So I can tell that they're not a campus that's quick to push over the old and quick to uh, favor the new. So all of these small factors made me suspect there would be a group of people there that I would find like that. Mm-hmm. I love how you can try to find your ideal school by looking at these really concrete factors yeah. like the position, the location of the school and the majors. Yeah, that's a fascinating thought. Okay, so uh, just out of curiosity, how long did you guys spend looking at colleges? Because sometimes it feels like a forever, never-ending uh, search. So I would say um, I was I was looking at college through almost throughout my entire application process from I think June of last year until until maybe October. But I pretty much settled on the college that I wanted to apply to in, I would say, within two months or so. Yeah, I think maybe it's kind of like dating. Not that I've had much experience, <laughs> but I've heard people say that. Um, I mean, technically, probably, there are, because there are thousands of colleges in the United States, there are probably more than one that I would be happy at. I've since met other college students that felt like kindred spirits who came from other colleges. But I think it de- a lot of factors are serendipitous. Like Grove City was recommended to me just by a few particular individuals, mm-hmm. and it worked out for me. There was a connection there. So I think it's more of a matter of if it takes most of your boxes and you can see yourself being reasonably happy, it should be okay. Just stop the search there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess. There's this tendency to want to see all the options, (laughs) which is impossible. (laughs) So yeah, just um, having a school that's near perfect is pretty perfect, I think. Yeah, after all, there's no such thing as a perfect school, is there? No. (laughs) Okay, well, that's this world for you. So next question. 
How many schools did you apply to? Like just a raw number, and what are the advantages slash disadvantages of applying to too many, Samuel? Okay, I I I will go first. <laughs> so I did not apply to all the college that um I was um at least my parents and intended for me to apply to, but given but I already applied to twelve. Mm. Um, and that was that was just for early decision and early oh, action. If I if I didn't get into Women Mary, I would continue to apply oh to uh, to quite a few more schools. Incredible. So the um, this advantage is pretty obvious. So for so so usually for um, each college, you have to write separate essays, and sometimes the prompt um, are similar. In which case, you could you could um, take a, a, an essay that you've written for for one for one college and revise it a little bit and just submit it to the other college. Mm-hmm. But um, you would have to write a lot of um, a, a lot of essays, and uh, you have to revise your essays quite a lot mm-hmm. for each of these colleges individually. And so the workload is definitely um, a bit daunting, and to to apply to. Um, that many colleges, you have to pay an application fee for each college, and yeah, and yes, <laughs> uh, those are the disadvantages that that I would say there is. Um, the advantage mm. is that um, you have a higher chance of being accepted <laughs> by um, the college by by a college that you like or would suit you. Um, if you only apply to one, it's it's either you you're being accepted or you're being denied. If you apply to um, many colleges, you have a higher chance of being accepted by the one that you would like to go to. As a side note, um, Google says that most high school students apply to an average of eight to twelve schools. So Samuel, you're on the highest. <laughs> <laughs> for early decisions. Wow. I think maybe um, it depends on the reasoning and the rationale behind the process, because a lot of people that I know who apply to an average of eight to twelve, they are hoping to squeeze into a very selective school. So it's it's increasing their chances basically if they apply to more, and they're happy to get to pick the highest ranking one out of the whole list. Not Samuel. Samuel has his heart set on one, but you know the people that I'm talking about rank number fourteen over number eighteen. I'm gonna pick the one that I get into that's the highest. So that's that's one way of going about it, and it makes sense that they would apply to as many as possible and see whichever one is the highest. Mm-hmm. For uh, our family, we had a different rationale because I was, uh, I told my mom I'm probably not gonna be in business, mm-hmm. and um, I wouldn't be happy working any job that would earn me terrible. Uh, terribly large amounts of money. My mom said, well then, let's not spend a lot of money on your undergraduate education. And so we decided that instead of squeezing into the highest ranking university, we'd try to get to the university that would give me the cheapest university experience. So whichever college offered me more money, I'd go to that one. And in those cases, it, you, you would know for sure that you were going to get in. It's, it, there isn't the risk factor there, like, do I get in or do I not get in? There's some absolute certainty, I'm getting in. But then the results may depend on which one I accept, may depend on the outcomes of the scholarship competition, which happens at a later stage. Um, which offer do I ultimately accept? Usually this, I would say the competition, maybe the results are later. Later, sometimes it could be after January. 
But um, that, hap- that happened for me and my brother and my sister. We applied to several, but at the end of the day, it, was, it came down to which college offered us a higher um, scholarship. So, um, and I think another reason why we chose this, we're not just being facetious about saving money. We also realized that if we squeezed into a college that, um, in whose classes we might be at the bottom, do we, did we really want to spend four miserable years feeling like we're always at the bottom of, our, of every single one of our classes, mm-hmm. where every class is filled with total geniuses when we're not patently geniuses? Or do we want to be at a college where the scholarship competition is not just about money, it's more like a, a statement of, yeah, at this college you'd be at a relative advantage. You would be in the top, how many hundred percent? Or do we want to spend four years at a college like that, where we would be in a position where we could influence people, where we could lead people, yeah, and receive more attention, maybe even from the professors in that school. So that was our rationale. But I applied to, I think we were very mature on that point, so I applied to eight, and by some fluke, uh, got, got rejected by all of them except Grove City, um, a story that I can share later at this time. Thanks for explaining the rationale and the mindset behind that. I think it's very helpful for different people to see mm-hmm. the different reasoning behind it. Yeah. And speaking of scholarships, um, can you guys maybe briefly talk about it? Do you guys have any tips on scholarships for international applicants, for Chinese applicants? Sure. Yeah, when I was applying to college 10, wow, almost a decade ago, <laughs> I feel so old. <laughs> they, there weren't as many merit scholarships for international students. I feel like. Um, and uh, now, a lot of the schools I was looking at then, small conservative Christian schools, they do have merit scholarships for international students. So scholarships can be divided into A, financial aid, which is um, the American government gives money to you because your family's income is below a certain level. And um, that is a lot of what, the scholar- if you log on to websites, of big name universities that say, like, we give 50, 60% of our students financial aid. That would be the kind of aid. And I wasn't eligible for that at that time, but I didn't know. And that's why I got rejected to most of the colleges I applied to, because I applied for financial aid as an international student and uh, applied for a really big amount and said, this is how much I can pay, which is not very, very much at all. And my application uh, was, I think, not considered over students who could pay the full amount mm-hmm. and was willing to do that. Um, but there are merit scholarships, which I did get at Grove City as well. And my brother and my sister, my brother and sister, they were fortunate enough to get nearly, no, they got 100% um, full-ride scholarship. Oh, and that is the kind where you have to compete for. Um, where they consider you because of your high school GPA and test scores, and then you enter the competition. But after that, it's not just the test scores. It's the it's the essay, it's the interview, it's who you are, it's as a person, how you speak, how you carry yourself, and um, your potential as a human being. So that that is based on merit and is open to international students as well. And then there are additional scholarships, small ones that have special qualifications, like for music majors or for sports players who are going to play on the college team or going to play in the college orchestra, but I, I wasn't eligible for those. Yeah, so um, I would say scholarships are definitely uh, available if you look for it, even as an international um, applicant. Um, it might be easier to um, get these scholarships if you apply to, um, say, conservative Christian, uh, smaller Christian schools or 
um, some of the um, less prestigious, less competitive state schools. So I was I was offered um, some scholarship both by uh, Wheaton College and um, University of Massachusetts Amherst. So I would say, yeah, from my experience, uh, even if you're an, an international um, applicant, you do you 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 can get scholarships. Mm, okay, nice. Yeah, that's really informative for well, yes, for people who hasn't got a whole lot of money. <laughs> So, okay, so let's jump into the next stage of our questions, which concern the planning and application process. And let's start with a very basic question. When did you start preparing your application? Um, I started preparing in the summer holidays between my, between my junior and senior year. And I was working on my um, transcript, my um, course descriptions, as well as, um, as well as my personal statement essays. Kudos to Sam. He makes it sound so easy. <laughs> I, uh, uh, well, because it was such a foreign process to me. No, no one in my family had ever gone to school outside of Malaysia. Um, so the emotional toll it took on me made me avoid the process altogether my 12th grade. And I basically just took an extra year after finishing 12th grade to figure out the process. Outward. And it ended up being very simple, step by step. No harder than school, really. It was just the emotional fear of something foreign that made me delay the process and, and carried out eventually over a whole year. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for sharing. Hopefully, dear listeners, this episode won't make you so scared of the application <laughs> yes. process. You will see, as Agnes says, that it's a step by step, simple no. process. Just follow it like Samuel does. You'll be great. Okay. Just follow it like Samuel does. <laughs> So both of you had counselors, an American one, and also Samuel had a Chinese agency to help as well. So what help did the counselor, the Chinese agency, provide that you think were especially important in your application process and possibly your acceptance? Yes. Um, okay, continuing Agnes' discussion of the, of, of the scariness of the college application process, I think um, the um, Chinese agency that whose service um, we hired, they um, just pretty much oversees the entire application process. They were able to guide me through it, and uh, they definitely made it seem less daunting for me. So I'm not not <laughs> not on the same level of stress um, that Agnes have been have been on. And so basically, they would they would just tell me that I need uh, whatever I needed to do at that period of the application, whether it's um, writing essays or uh, sending scores, um, they would just um, tell me what I need to do. And they, um, for some of the things, they would even do, do them for me. So that, I think, took away a lot of my, uh, the, the pressures on, on me, personally. Mm-hmm. But I would say that it's possible to figure everything out by yourself, but um, it would take a little more work and, a little, and there would be a little bit more pressure um, on you, um, personally. Mm-hmm. And um, for my American counselor, I would say she, she mostly just helped me on my essays and on my course descriptions and transcript. She pretty much gave me the format to um, write up my um, uh, transcript and course description. And she gave me a lot of helpful feedbacks on my essays. And um, of course, my Chinese counselors also did help me with the essays. Um, the difference between um, these two counselors, I think, is that the Chinese counselors 
are less um, respectful if I make <laughs> on my own ideas and my own thoughts. So when I so so when I send them send my essay to them, they would just um, they would just um, they do <laughs> they not only gave me comments, they just um, pretty much re rephrased my ideas and told me uh, not rephrase my ideas but rephrase my wordings and told me um, what ideas or what kind of. <laughs> they, they, they just gave me advice on how to change my ideas, mm -hmm. whereas my American counselor pretty much just gave me um, feedbacks on where I need to polish it up, um, where I can make it smoother, where I can uh, maybe expand a little bit more on my ideas. So, yes. Nice. I feel like, yeah, definitely Chinese agencies, they seem to have a lot of data information about what you should be like if you want to go into a specific school, right? Yeah, and that's the helpful thing. And of course, they have everything structured down and broken down to for you in a plan, right? But then the American agency, especially for those of us who want to present ourselves rather truthfully and see which schools they really want me, right? So maybe that yes. that's where um, the American agency can really just help you much more, and the Chinese agency just won't care to try and find um, how to express them really. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think they do try to to you know bring out different aspects of yourself. Okay. But I think um, they are um, less interested in presenting your truth self. Mm -hmm. um, but they are more interested in presenting a version of yourself that appears good to, to, to the college that you apply to. I see. Okay. I would say Samuel's pretty fortunate. He he seems to have survived the um, the ordeal. By, while still maintaining, because I, I feel like your true self, Samuel, really does fit William and Mary hand in glove. It seems to suit their aura, their, their <laughs> atmosphere, yeah. And so I think you somehow succeeded in presenting your true self. Mm. But um, for me, uh, I also worked with um, the American counselor that Samuel mentioned. Um, Mrs. Webb is, I think she's not any normal American counselor. I think there are plenty of counselor and counseling services in America that would help you just to get into a high-ranking school. Mm -hmm. But for me, Mrs. Webb helped me really substantially on two fronts. Mm -hmm. She helped me to form um, a strategic perspective of my, uh, my own identity. Because a homeschooler, which is what I applied mm -hmm. as, um, is misunderstood in China. It's it, a, mis a homeschooler is seen as um, not valuable or somewhat second class because, well, you haven't won any national prizes, you haven't been in any national competitions, you've been in a small pool of people, small in size, all um, assuming you know bad things. Mm. Um, and in America, homeschoolers also are they're more widely accepted. But they're also viewed as conservative, country people, maybe wear long skirts and long hair, uh, don't understand the world, don't watch a lot of movies. So the challenge was not just applying to school, but how to show one's own strengths um, and unique perspective as a homeschooler. I remember Mrs. Webb, she would... There was there's one part of the common app that um, said like list your three favorite app websites. Um, <laughs> they were trying to get to know you by seeing what through frequent websites you you go on. And one of mine was a 
It was called Art of Manliness. It was a <laughs> like, conservative Utah Mormon website on um, traditional ways of thinking and traditional arts. Mm-hmm. They were a big fan of Theodore Roosevelt. And so I put that on. And I was thinking, you know, I don't know many Chinese girls who could read Art of Manliness. But Mrs. Webb, she highlighted that and she told me, look, this is, um, this is, you probably don't want this website on here. It's a very ultra conservative website that's going to narrow you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought, oh, that's, I hadn't thought about that from the American perspective. Mm-hmm. And I, I still remember that to this day. It's not to say I don't watch it. It's just as a person from China, an international person, I have a much wider perspective than this website suggests. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Webb was really helpful in, help, in giving me feedback on what my American counselors would think of if they read my profile, whether or not it really spoke about myself. And the second part was the more practical, like everything down to um, what document is this? What should it look like? Can you give me a template? How do I fill out this form? She could give me examples and sort of guidelines for writing out those documents. Once you've got the documents, you've got it all. It's really just the documents. So yeah, we can speak for aiming higher consultants, um, the American counselor. So we'll put that in the link below as well. You can check it out. Awesome. So, okay, second question, and this one might be um, slightly less concrete than just counselors. Um, it has to do, deal with your personal well, personal state and your perseverance, mm-hmm. and this is, how do you maintain self-discipline and a positive attitude yes. through the process? Um, the short answer is, <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> So because I, I, I have a Chinese agency who is guiding me through, they pretty much just um, send me messages if I don't if I don't write my essays or anything. Uh, so but but I do try my best to complete them. I do need to plan my time well. And uh, for most of my essays and most of the things that I need to do, I am able to complete them on time because um, knowing that uh, knowing the workload that college application um, would be I um, toned down some of the, my other activities to make time for um, preparing for college application. And as for maintaining a good attitude, um, when I submitted my final application in, in I think November the first, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Yes, and, and for the essays as, as well. So when I write my first essay, I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to speak to the college that, that I want to go to, and I want to present my true self. And by the very last essay that I write, I'm like, I don't care, just say it. <laughs> just, you know, it's, it's just, you know, after I've written so many essays with this ideas being repeated back to me and revising again and again, it's just... Um, getting harder and harder um, to um, to know what you truly believe in about yourself, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I um, I don't know if this is true for everyone, but but yeah, <laughs> my attitude sort of and my optimism just sort of deteriorates <laughs> as my application continues. We have limited willpower, <laughs> but. Thank so you for sharing. Yeah, I think we feel better because we hear these stories as well. Really? Yeah, I'm feeling slightly depressed. <laughs> maybe maybe ten years takes away the pain. They say <laughs> that after after mothers give birth to their babies, the body secretes a hormone. 
that um, erases the memory of the pain. Mm-hmm. And so that's why if you ask mothers how, how bad it was, and they always just say, oh, it was bad. But they, they don't really, really remember with intense vivid miss that pain. I think maybe I'm experiencing that. Oh, was it bad? <laughs> really? Oh. But I think maybe it was the experience of being tried by fire. Um, there's no way to be positive about being put in a fire. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just pain. But I think what I remember feeling afterwards was feeling like I had um, become more mature. I think the the process of applying at American colleges is a for the person who does it not to fake and not to lie and not to cheat, but to honestly present themselves, at least try to, they end up do discovering, they do end up discovering things about themselves and growing more confident. Um, so is that a trial that I would skip? Like if I could automatically send my SAT scores to somewhere and be accepted in some place, I think I would not be the same person now. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad for that formative experience. But at the same time, I have to say, I think my only source of positivity was um, knowing that somewhere out there, like I believed that God had a place for me, and I believed that I wouldn't get rejected to all of the colleges. I believed that the right college would accept me and I would have a college come September. Mm-hmm. I, I firmly believed that I would have a place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I knew that we, uh, this is a funny story. My, my family says I'm such, um, I have such difficulty with making decisions. They had a joke and they said, uh, why don't we just pray that you get rejected by all of their colleges <laughs> except the one that God wants you to go to. And I didn't realize how humiliating it would be, but I said yes. And then what ended up happening, I did pray like that. And what ended up happening was only Grove City College, my safety school, accepted me, which was embarrassing for a while because all people would be asking, wow, so where would you go to? It's a good No one ever had ever heard of it. But it ended up being the best decision. I, I think my vanity would have chosen higher ranked school, but I, after having visited those schools and met people from those schools, I don't think that would have been the right choice for me. So I think for me, the source of perseverance is um, a trust in someone who's bigger than me and who can see things that I can't see. Yeah, and I do agree. Now, uh, right, like right now, when I look back on my application and look at me exactly a year ago, um, I just realized um, how much I've learned about myself and uh, what I believe about this world, about mm-hmm. college, yes. um, through the application, and it's not something that um, that people can learn outside of college application. Mm-hmm. I think um, um, college application do allows you to um, understand yourself. It is a great learning opportunity, and like all learning opportunities, it will have pain. It's an important process at point. And part of the process. Uh, so, um, of course, Sam, you already said you had a pretty heavy workload when you were going in to do application. And I'm not sure for Agnes, but can you guys um, give us some tips about how you balance your application with your regular schoolwork? Um, I had I had a few classes going on at that point. Um, but I think maybe what helped the most was having um, a big chunk of time. Mm-hmm. I, I realize that um, certain questions that college asks are frustratingly open-ended. Who are you? <laughs> what, are, uh, what are your strengths? And 
without deep reflection, one ends up sounding like every other generic student in the world, mm-hmm. and it makes one lose faith in one's own humanity. <laughs> but I realized that long swaths of time where I sat down and thought very quietly about what I really loved mm-hmm. and tried to pull up those cherished memories of my own and analyze them, that took a long while. So I, I like to take a whole, whole day out or work ahead on other stuff and take a whole day out to mm-hmm. do things like this. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I, I think large chunks of time definitely helps, and it's um, the way that I've been dealing with all my application stuff, whether it's essays or other things, mm-hmm. um, when I'm having classes in my 12th grade. So um, usually what would work, how it works for me is that um, for one or two days of a week, I would just um, do nothing except my um, except to work on my college application and to write my my essays. I, I think that um, having large un- uninterrupted ta- time, maybe in the morning, maybe in the night, um, do help me to focus and just um, go deep into myself and to pull up these um, whatever um, I need to write about. Mm, nice. I have always thought long chunks of time was just a morning, but maybe extending it to a day will give much better effects. I think I should try that. One can get burnt out on thinking about oneself, though. Okay. <laughs> okay, one day of college application, another day of regular school. Which will be worse? Mm. I can't imagine what that feels like, reflecting on the meaning of the self. It kind of sounds like a luxury, doesn't it? Reflecting on the meaning of me. <laughs> yeah. So, next question. Um, from what you both said, college application feels like a pretty independent process. It's just you and well, yourself. Uh, so... So, but what role did your parents play, if any, in the application process? Did they help look at schools? Did they help contact people? I don't know. Um, yes, I would say my parents play a rather large role. So when I was looking at colleges, my dad was also looking at colleges. And I would say he probably spends more time looking at colleges than I do. Though we, we look at you know, different aspects of the college. and. Um, I, I think in his office there is a notebook where he where he records down everything he looks oh, at, and he's goodness. like looking at um, lectures given by admission mm-hmm. officers, and yeah. uh, he's he's looking at majors, um, job prospects for these majors, and he's spending a lot of time on these, and um, those are really helpful because um, I would say that um, these things, these uh, more technical parts of the ap- application, are things that. Um, I may not have the skill and the, the perspective to um, look or to make sense of, mm-hmm. and so he's, his input is quite important for me. But uh, other than that, he also, um, well, I, I, it was me who worked with my um, Amer- American counselors and um, Chinese agencies, but he, uh, if, if we ever need anything, he's always there. Um, if we need any documents, any help, um, so yeah, and my parents are involved. Uh, my my father especially are involved quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom, my mom and dad took the opposite um, line of um, attack. They basically were hands off the whole process. I felt abandoned. No, I'm just kidding. I think my mother, my mother's philosophy was she believed that if I could not handle this alone, then I would not be fit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really ready to handle college life alone. Um, but she it didn't mean she didn't do research. She did a lot of research, but I think she was like a little gerbil, just interested in learning about colleges for her, her own sake. <laughs> Not really telling me or putting any pressure. She never said, let me help you. She was just, oh, did you hear about this college? And even now, now that I'm graduated, she still does this. Ooh, William and Mary, I wonder what it's like. And then she'll like do research and find out about colleges just for the fun of it. But I think throughout this whole time, my mom played an essential role as my conversational buddy. I would talk to her about the, the new things I discovered, or here's my plan, here's what I was thinking, here's the roadblock I'm up against. And the most helpful things my mom ever said to me during this time was reassurances, um, just her reassurance of me as a person. I think that was very healing, her affirmation. Like she, she, she's not a woman of much praise, verbal praise. So in the college application process, when I said, yeah, mom, I don't know what this experience taught me about myself, like this musical, I don't remember really what I played in it and she would go back over all the things I'd done and then just affirm that oh yeah you know you really showed leadership and you, even if I never got into college I think just hearing her say that made the experience worth it like hearing what kind of person I was through my mom's eyes was a really special experience for me those are very interesting rather contrasting parenting <laughs> stuff <laughs> yes I love that both of your parents were just there the whole process yeah that's really precious okay so let's jump into the next phase final decision and receiving all your offers (laughs) all right um as we wrote the question like this describe your level of elation upon receiving your offer what was it like (laughs) give us a picture I think I was about ready to cry. I, uh, not not out of elation, but out of disappointment when I got when I realized that Grove City was the only call. I think it, it was maybe March or April, and the world seemed gray. And I had only gotten one college, and no other college responded. I was pretty down for for a few days there, um, just because it wasn't what I expected. I was expecting to brag. Or at least boast about some <laughs> fancy college that people have heard of in China. Um, so that was that was what my experience was like, um, and I didn't tell anybody because again I was embarrassed mm-hmm. and uh, humiliated. But I think that was um, the only yeah that was what uh, the only one that um, confirmed uh, acceptance that I got, mm-hmm. which is really interesting experience. So. High achievers, beware. Uh, have low expectations and have an open hand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my decision was, uh, my college um, decision was posted in December of 2021. And um, I, I, I know it's around that time, but like two weeks ago, I, I, I have no idea that a, the decision is coming out. Two weeks later, so when I when when my when my um, Chinese agency told me, you know, she she says, you know, uh, the college is going to post your your offer or your denial a week from now, and, and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't know, and I, and I was, and for an entire week I have been um, losing sleep, <laughs> and it's been popping up every so often um, in my head uh, for an entire week. It was the most excruciating week of my entire life, I would say. So, uh, um, 
So, so another another thing also adds to my suffering. The college doesn't tell you the exact day that they post their decision. Oh wow! So yeah. so I'm checking like every other day. You know, is it tomorrow? Is it, is it, is it Wednesday? And then you know they uh, they they did um, post a um, post an Instagram saying that you know the decision is out twenty four hours from now. Mm-hmm. And then and and then I would be sh- I, I I'm sure it. Uh, it would come out the next day, and so I went to sleep, uh, very, um, very heavy in heart. <laughs> and I woke up the next morning. It was six a.m. I remember this very clearly. It was just a few minutes after the um, decision has been posted, and I and I opened my computer and I and I got in. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like jumping up and, <laughs> and then, you know, waving my fist in the air. And, you know, my 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 parents are. My parents are still in bed, but I think they are awake. So I go in. I tell them I got it, and it says yeah. They got out of bed, and I and I just brought my computer over and showed them. And uh, it was a Thursday, and I was and I'm like I'm I'm giving myself a holiday today. <laughs> so I so I just pretty much stayed home and you know didn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah. What were your parents like when they were they jumping up and down in the air as well? Um, not exactly because <laughs> because they were still in bed. <laughs> sort of brought my computer over and sat on their beds. So they, <laughs> they did not jump up and down on the under bed. <laughs> we were just you know having a good family time, just Aww. talking about it. Sounds like the perfect victory experience. Oh, yes. Maybe sparing a few weeks of agony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, it was just one week. Yeah. <laughs> what a cruel thing for your counselor to do. <laughs> Tell you the whole, the whole week before. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, that sense of elation. I guess there's few things like it in this world. <laughs> um, so, yeah, does 12th grade still matter after you get your acceptance? <laughs> Or is it just like, no, I'm going off to college, <laughs> high school is in the past. <laughs> well, um, we, we definitely feel, feel this way. Like, we, we have a group chat with the um, newly admitted students. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that um, they don't want to study anymore. And, and, and they're just, you know, a little bit, <laughs> and they just don't want to do homework and things like that. But um, high school definitely still matters. Uh, because you would need to maintain your your grade, your current grade. Um, but um, it will be all right if you get, I think, an A minus or a B or something, as long as you don't fail any subjects. <laughs> um, but if you fail um, your subjects, you need to notify your college, and they have, and they can, um, and they can deny you um, their admission. But as long as you don't fail and you maintain your current grade, and I think you will be fine. But for me, um, I also need to work on my AP exams because uh, through AP exams, I get college credit. So essentially, I'm just um, saving my time right right now by um, working hard in high school. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So the AP grade um, does matter whether it counts for credit or not. If it's some colleges don't accept a lower score as college credit. So if you get a three, they might not give you credit. 
that's still worth working for. And also, at the end of the school year, colleges require a final school report. And it's true, if you flunk, they can rescind their offer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Having one nice day of happiness. <laughs> yeah, there is plenty to go forward. All right, so um, let's reflect a little bit on the whole process of the application from start to finish. What was the hardest part, do you think? This can be like any type of thing you want to talk about. Um, I think I, would, I just remembered a vital piece of my life that year that I'd love to share it as a word of encouragement for mm-hmm. anyone who's in similar straits. Um, my mom, she encouraged me because I had taken, I had not taken any action on applying to college in 12th grade. I, I knew people were supposed to do that and I knew other people who were doing that, but I myself just, just didn't get around to doing it. And my mom sent me a flood. She was really interested in researching 建革年, gap year at that time. And she just sent me a flood of information, encouraging me all these like articles on how, um, and testimonies on how people discover what they really want. I think she saw through me at that point. She saw that I had put off going to college because I didn't really know what I wanted. And I didn't really want it. I didn't really want to go. I didn't really want to go to school. I didn't want, really want to leave. And in that extra year after graduation, I was taking classes, but then I felt in my heart that I had become um, a sponge in a little soap dish. I had sucked up all of the water that I possibly could, and I realized that I would like to learn more than Guangzhou could give me, than TPS, than staying at home high school courses could give me. I needed new teachers and new horizons. And so that was when I really started to apply to college in earnest. So I think reflecting on the process, maybe desire and knowing oneself um, is the fuel that um, is behind all of these um, details in application. That, and sometimes I know students who are pushed to go to college no matter what, like in the Chinese system, hit 18 and boom, people feel like you should go to college or you'll fail. But actually I've seen a lot of kids who waste time in college mm-hmm. because they don't really know why they're there. They're doing okay in their school, but they miss out on the late night conversation. They miss out on the cool opportunities because they're just there because their parents told them to go. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be much better if um, students took the application process as a personal, personal, personally driven, um, self-oriented growth process. And if one's not ready for that, then maybe one needs to do more growing up here um, at home before leaving. That's totally fine. I think the hardest part of my application um, for me and maybe for um, a lot of people um, my age is just COVID. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, the, pandem- the pandemic struck in 2020 and uh, that was the year I was going to take my AP exam. That was the year I was going to take my SAT. <laughs> and both and both exams either got canceled or delayed. Mm-hmm. So I had to take my AP exam a year later, and my and I never got to take my SAT. And so yeah, the COVID de- uh, COVID definitely um, meant a lot of uncertainty in the application process. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to. Um, to to have an SAT score to submit, and um, so thankfully, um, I was I was able to get into the school that I wanted to go to. 
um, in spite of that. Um, the other thing that I would say is pretty hard in my application is just um, getting to know yourself, getting to, to think about uh, what you truly want for college um, and who you are through your application. Because, you know, college is um, one, of, one of the major choices in life and it's uh, very important that um, you, you get to know yourself. And I think the process is hard, but it's also very rewarding. And through that, I definitely um, gain a, a more comprehensive uh, perspective and insight on myself. Interesting. And hearing this theme of learning more about yourself uh, from both of your words, so would you elaborate on what new things you learned about yourself in this process? I think as a student, we tend to compare ourselves to other people just in numerical score alone. Mm-hmm. I got a 97, Amat says she got 99, I'm a bad math student. <laughs> and really, in school, all the subjects all require similar skills, mental skills, vocabulary, logic skills, but they're hardly adequate for describing human beings, mm-hmm. passions, sensibilities, and sentiments. They don't really capture that very well. So for me, the learning process was, I think, before I started it, I had become a bit, I'd become a timid person um, that tended to disparage myself, just um, look down on myself or feel like I was not good at this, I'm shy, I can't do anything, I can't write a resume because I have nothing good to do, you know, that nothing good that I've done. And then writing the, the whole process made me realize, A, I had done a lot. I had served a lot of people. Um, The application is about impact, not about numbers. So it forced me to think about what impact I had had on people's lives. And when I realized that I had helped people, that my existence was meaningful, that was, um, it was a deep truth that I learned about myself that I had before. Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing that I also appreciated learning about myself was, realizing that there are certain themes in my life that have been there since childhood. Looking back and realizing, wow, you mean other people don't like fairy tales? And you mean other people don't like to work with people and sing and dance and uh, teach a bunch of one-track children to embrace their roles and that's uniquely me? And realizing the uniqueness of myself is pretty special. It's like realizing that one's born a princess or something. Um, that, that, that is what I learned. So for me, um, my thoughts are more about uh, what I wanted to do in high school and in college. So um, I think it was um, June of 2021, I was um, trying to write my personal statement essay and I was looking at my entire life um, <laughs> from, from when I was born to when I was 18. And I uh, realized how um, for almost my, my entire life, I have been living in this cultural enclave in China that is not part of the Chinese society, nor is it part of the um, uh, the more Western society. And I have been, for college, you know, after looking at that, I've been wanting to um, go out to see the world, mm-hmm. um, to, to meet different people with different opinions, uh, opinions that um, I agree with and opinions that I don't agree with. Um, so for college, I really wanted and experience that where I could get to know people um, with these different opinions, people with different backgrounds, um, whose um, stance I agree with and whose stance I may disagree with. And I think getting to know um, these different peoples and their stance and how to, and how to, and learning how to relate to these, um, uh, this reading stances are part of my education. So I have been wanting to 
um, go to a college that um, that may challenge me mm -hmm. um, in my thoughts and uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the other thought I have um, throughout my college application is that you know I'm graduating in high school. You know, <laughs> high school is over for me. <laughs> what have I done in high school? What oh. do I want to do in my in my senior year? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that that uh, that got me thinking. Um, uh, quite a long time, and I and I do want to, you know, leave something behind. Just mm -hmm. I don't want it to just be a preparation just for college. I want to, uh, to do something here. Yeah, that's great. I feel like what you guys both said just really inspiring for those of us. Yeah, oh, to do exactly. Yeah, I've seen a renewed fire in Samuel too. I think maybe as students we can tend to get bogged down in mm -hmm. scores in school and lies of selfishness tend to engulf us. And I, I think in 12th year, in Sano's 12th year, I've seen a renewed, kind of like a brightened flame to do certain things and leave behind certain things that are much more intentional than I've ever seen. Um, after, after hearing what you both share, I am slightly inclined to view, to view um, college application less as a courtship, as purgatory, <laughs> more like a blessing, maybe a period of more self-discovery and yeah. adventure. Oh yeah. yeah, I think if there's anything, um, we often view tests as things we fail. There's a potential of failure. We could get rejected mm -hmm. from colleges we apply to. But really, if we think about it as looking for the best match for ourselves, mm -hmm. that there's always some knowledge for me. And I only need one. Yeah. And I know that one will see who I really am and accept me. That's the best fit for you. All right, then let's end with some things that are a little bit more practical. Um, so if you had to do your application all over again, what is one thing you might do differently? That's a really terrifying thought. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I know what I would do. I would contact Mrs. Webb and in ninth grade or in eighth grade. Wow. <laughs> I, I would contact her and work with her and get to know her throughout my high school life so that I would choose my high school courses maybe more intentionally and also start the application process maybe in gathering materials in 11th grade and not thinking about it only in the 12th year. That would, that's what I would do. Yeah, I, I think I would second that. I think um, uh, getting to know maybe just a little bit about the college process earlier in high school would take away a lot of the stress that... Uh, and. Uh, because I don't know uh, what the college process would look like, so I definitely would, would fear it. Mm -hmm. So I think getting to know it um, earlier, mm -hmm. uh, maybe just a little bit, would definitely help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I hope it's not too late for me. Uh, right, so so our last and final question. Thank you guys, this is so great. Um, and Right, so you've both given a lot of really excellent, wonderful advice today. But I just want to give you one more chance to pour out your wisdom onto posterity. And this is your top advice for future applicants. Okay, um, I, I would say just be just what Agnes and I have been through. Um, just um, try to get to know yourself uh, before you uh, before you go to college, before you start your application. So, so think about what you want for a college. Think about um, who you are. Uh, think about. Um, what you want your college um, experience to look like. So um, Agnes and I both choose our college for our uh, personal reasons. Um, these reasons um, may be different for different people and the colleges that we apply to and we go to 
um, may suit us, but it may not suit everyone. Exactly. So, um, so is every college out there. So I would say just get to know yourself and think about what exactly you want, mm-hmm. and um, and once you nail that, then you just have to get out there and you know, find the college that suits what you want. Mm-hmm. And the second advice that I would give is to um, try not to be consumed by college application mm-hmm. in your high school years. Um, like I said, um, like I mentioned earlier, I think um, high school is more than just a preparation for college. It's um, it's just four years of your life, and it's and so is college. College is also four years of your life. So if you take a more comprehensive look um, at your entire life, college and high school amounts to the exact same time. So it makes no sense to you know justify the end of four years with another four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I would also just encourage you and challenge you guys to think about uh, what you want to do in high school. Maybe you want to. Um, make friends that you've uh, never had before. Maybe you want to, you want to contribute something to the community. Just think about what you want to leave yourself with. What kind of memories you want to create in high school. Yeah. So yeah, um, co- I would say college is important. Um, you should definitely make every preparation for it, but um, it is not worth it. I think to set uh, to give up what you wanted to do in high school for for preparation in college. To follow up on that, um, I would say that there's a story about how there's a scientific study of how um, uh, scientists took pigs that they took pigs and baby pigs and separated them from their mother. They took a group of them and separated them from other pigs who were with their mother, and they threw both groups into water. Neither groups of pigs had ever been in water before, and the group that had been with its mother. So had drank milk from the mother, had had more security and confidence, really quickly learned how to paddle, uh, paddle towards shore. And the group that had been separated from its mother just struggled, just flailed. They're the same pig. Biologically, they're exactly the same. But the, the, the group of pigs that lacked sense of security and confidence that a healthy family can give just struggled. Eventually they figured out that they could swim, but it took them a long time. There was so much fear. So I think going into the college process, a person who is confident, who has faith that his future is good and that his future has purpose and that nothing is meaningless and that there's someone who's in control. Someone like this, he will answer differently an interview question he will write differently an essay question. It's not just blind faith, actually. This faith and confidence affects everything in his application. And his application will come out totally from different from someone who is um, in denial of himself, is just afraid of failing, afraid of being rejected by colleges, the fear that will eat away at all those small parts of his application. So I would say, before you start, at least um, allow yourself a measure of security that no result can touch. No, no rejection can ever touch. And the second thing I, I would share is um, that a good college experience is it doesn't it doesn't really end at going to the right college. I realized that there were compared with other Chinese students who had gone to Grove City College, same exact college, same exact professors, same exact resources. They don't. I don't think they enjoyed Grove City as much as I did. Um, and that's because of a series of choices I made while I was at college. The people that I 
agreed to eat one lunch with, and then the conversation we had that made us lifelong friends. With the one night I said yes to going out to see the stars, and was or the one trip I decided to go with my professor. All of these choices along the way, and I would say that those choices can be made at any college. So at most colleges there are thoughtful people, and most colleges there are strong support groups, um, but it's. The person who can make these choices, who will make the most of those college opportunities. And the last thing is just to not forget that who we are um, is shaped before college and after college. In fact, I've had the shock of realizing after college, after being submerged in community and recognized by like, groups of people as Agnes. And then coming back to China after graduation and realizing nobody cares who I am, nobody cares how I did, and nobody cares that I got an A in the hardest professor's class at Grove City. Those things mean nothing to anybody. And I have to build who I am, again, through new choices. And I suspect for people, people who graduate from the best of colleges, Princeton, Duke, they also get unemployed. Or they also realize that they want to switch jobs. And who they are has to start all over again. And so the person that we are when we go to college will take them with us when we leave college. So it doesn't really make too much of a difference after after graduating. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, thank you both. This episode has been absolutely amazing. I am feeling just much better about my application process now, and I have a feeling that I will be coming back to listen to this when I apply or when I struggle or when I'm in the depths of despair. And you know when I receive my offer, should I ever receive my offer, I will be coming back. Yes, to think about what yes this all has meant to me. Thank you all, and keep tuning in. Good job.